Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hi, everyone. This is probably a new voice for you. I'm Sean, and I'm with Fable and Folly, and I have the wonderful job of interviewing Beth and Headley, who you all should know, the creators (laughs) of We Fix Space Junk about the making of We Fix Space Chunk. We're going to take you behind the scenes and talk about some of the tools and hopes and dreams and and challenges, uh, the epic journey that has been We Fix Space Chunk. And it has been pretty epic. (laughs) And thank you for uh, letting me do this interview. Thank you for interviewing us. Yeah. So why don't you take us on a little bit of a journey for everyone? Like, take us back to the gestation. Like, I know with the shows that I work on, where we started was so different, right? Like, we had different ideas for a different show, and then we ended up creating Alba. Like, take us back to where did this little germ of an idea come from? Do you remember? How far long ago was that? So, it's a long time, a long, long time ago. Like, probably about 15 years. Wow. In that 15 years ago, I started writing some very, very bad sci-fi, which... (laughs) Had a cyborg in it. Don't know if her name was Kilner. The plots were very bad. There wasn't very much to it. And I eventually just sort of forgot about it. And then later on at uni, I kind of had a more expanded idea that was kind of basically didn't have most of the elements, but was still like, I'm very interested in space. Um, so there was a lot of kind of drifting around the ideas of space and stuff. And then the turning point happened, which was me getting my first student loan bill. <laughs> the little notification that's like, you owe this amount of money. It's at this percent. And this is the amount of interest you'll be paying year on year. And I just sort of, I had a massive freak out. And even though English tuition fees are much lower than American ones, it's still an astounding amount of money to someone who maybe would be able to get a minimum wage job, but not not entirely certain. (laughs) I'm just putting this together. Atomicon is literally the university funding loan system. Yep, student loan company. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, it is the student loan company. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, basically that's kind of, that's where my overwhelming fear of debt drifted its way into space junk. And then I kind of vaguely wrote some outlines and stuff and then put it in a drawer to write other stuff during my master's. I think it was originally going to be, it was originally envisioned as a radio play, wasn't it? I think it was. Rather than a podcast. Oh yeah, definitely as a radio, I think it was a TV thing or like a, I I hadn't really, it may have been prose. I'm not even sure what format it was in. But yeah, so I just, I had this idea, but kind of didn't go anywhere with it. And then cut forward several years, about five And I was suddenly in a relationship. Uh, And I say suddenly, we'd actually been in a relationship for three years at that point and hadn't twigged (laughs) that perhaps a sound engineer and a writer should make something together. I've been wanting to make something together for ages, but had absolutely no idea what. I was like, maybe we can do a concept album and you write the concept and I write the album. And I was like, oh, writing songs really scares me. For some reason, I'm just not I have a kind of block where it comes to to lyric writing, where I may be able to do it eventually, but just my brain goes, no, no, too hard, too difficult. So every time you mentioned doing an album, I was like, that sounds like a really great idea. Can you do all of it? Because I, I can't, I can't. 
Hedley does not have that problem, right? Because like I remember when we pitched the idea of wanting to do a dragon opera. Oh yeah, and it was like a day later we had a fully formed score of a dragon opera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was extremely uh, fun. Yeah, Hedley wow. always astounds me with his ability to to write like music, to write scores, and create sound effects just as quickly and as amazingly as he does. It is astounding to me day after day. Well, I make it I make it quite quickly and then spend several days painting over tiny details that no one else can hear, yeah. hear and isn't bothered about. But then the end product is just so wonderful though. And the beginning product is pretty good. Just as Beth does over the script, right? I've seen your iterations on scripts. Yeah, yeah. And she will write very, very quickly. I when I first met Beth, she was writing for like short play nights yeah. in London. And there there was one where it was like she did it every quarter whenever the show was on. And she got an email saying, hi, yeah, um, just so you know, like the deadline was meant to be today. I haven't got your script yet. I assumed you were writing one. Do, do you want to be in? And, she, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, I've got one. And she'd write it there on the train and then send it. <laughs> and then it would be like one of the biggest laughs of the night. But once she's got an idea in her head, getting the idea going takes a while. Oh. But then getting it onto paper is just like, boom. Yeah. But then it changes. It changes and morphs and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, I go through a lot of a lot of writing stages, um, and sometimes I do get writer's block. I'm not one of those people who can sit down at eight a.m. in the morning and then get up at five and have written ten thousand words. I sometimes can't write anything for a really long time, and then sometimes I'm like, "Pow! Here's a series." And you and you get up at eight a.m. to write? No, Beth? no. <laughs> <laughs> I have fr- I have friends who do, and yeah. I am. A mixture of astounded and horrified by them. But also, actually, we we did compare our working patterns to the Sugdens of Victoriosity, which is another really, really good podcast. Amazing podcast. And they are polar opposites to how we write. They do get up at 8am and work. Well, no, sorry. They will have worked for at least an hour by 8am yeah. and will work kind of solidly through the day. They'll have writers meetings. Everything will be very organised. And at the end, like, they create Victoriosity. And I, I couldn't create Victoriosity in the same way that they couldn't create space junk mm-hmm. just because it's it's from a different set of brains. I think when we recorded with them for one episode, I think it was Penne Al Dente yeah. from Microbytes, and they play um, some of the locals. Yeah, the local townspeople. And we wrote a new cat. Like we came, we were there, we were around in theirs in Oxford and we were like, oh, great. And we bought some mics, we'll record you. And we realised there was two of them and only one character yeah. for them to play. So we just wrote a new character. Yeah, we just pop, popped another character in there. Uh, like while in the recording session. Yeah. And they were so like horrified. Yeah. Like, How have you done this? Because, I mean, actually, of course, Automnicon originally was never in the show. That's what I was going to ask. I want to know who came up with Automnicon. It's so amazing. What a, a great name for a horrible evil entity. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of, I think I came up with Automnicon and I think the brief for the name was semi-generic and evil. <laughs> and uh, Headley came up with all of the amazing sound elements to it. But um, yeah, in the first draft of the show, as in the first audio draft we had, Automnicon was mentioned, but there was no, in terms of Kilner works for Automnicon. You never heard Automnicon's yeah. voice. In you the didn't first hear the draft. mission briefs. You didn't hear there, there definitely wasn't the rate review subscribe music. So, so it was more just like it was like a character detail. It was just yeah. like, oh, they work for 
X. It yeah. wasn't so integral to the show. Yeah, and then we interesting. Yeah, and then okay. well, I think it was actually in the edit. Yeah, because we do quite a lot of our first our first kind of major changes happen in recording. Yeah, when we're recording things and we go like this doesn't work yeah. or this needs some more explanation. And then when it comes to the edit, we do it again and we're like, does this episode work? And sometimes sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And I think we were just missing stuff and it was like, I must drive Beth absolutely mad because I'm always the like, uh, not a critic, but I'm the person who asks all the questions like, why is this happening? Because of this. But you haven't said that. And sometimes oh. I'll be like, shut up. It's fine. <laughs> so Everything's like, so, okay. So wait, what, what are they doing? Oh, they're fixing like a projector. Okay. And where are they? Oh, they're on this like popcorn plant. That's one of my favorite okay. episodes. And it's like, but they, they just kind of launch into it. And I was like, they were just kind of, they just landed on the planet and they're in the middle of this conversation. I'm like, I feel like we could do with a bit of like, a bit of explanation as to where they are, like to set the scene. Yeah. Um, so that's when the Automicon mission briefs came in. Interesting. And the voice was kind of unconnected to the podcast because basically we were playing around ages and ages ago. We were playing around with a plugin called Little Alter Boy. And we noticed that I turn into Miranda Hart, who is a British comedian. It's just, it was very bizarre to hear that because I really, really sounded like her. Like my mannerisms when pitched down are very, very much the same. And that kind of that kicked off the whole playing with my voice in um, plugin. And the, the, the very, very first audio draft of We Fix Space Junk, me and Beth did all of the voices. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's awful. I didn't know that. That's because we've never shown it we've to anyone. We've never shown it to anyone. Well, actually, Please Bethy, tell me it's in a vault somewhere. You have it. It exists. I think I found okay. it. It's in a day. vault of shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Becky has a... Becky has has it, I think. Because, yeah, I think we sent it to Becky, who plays uh, Rebecca Evans, who plays... Samantha. Uh, just because we wanted to, to have an idea of how the show would like pace out. Love Sam. Oh, she she's brilliant. She's such, oh. she brings so much to the character. It's really, really good. I'm so glad we have her. It's, yeah. So what was it like, like when you release, so, and I know you've, you've, we can talk more about that, but you've added characters in the edit process. Like yeah. We've talked yeah. about, yeah. I've talked to you about that, but like, but what was it like when you released? Like you, you've got this thing. I mean, how much, first of all, just ask as the geek that I am, podcast geek, like how much of it did you have done and in the can when you started releasing? Huh. Um, and, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and what was that? What was the response like? We'd recorded the base dialogue yeah. of the whole series. So this, okay. like the first season. But that's another thing we had to realize is that English people are the only people who say series yeah. to mean mm. like episodes one to eight and then series two is one to eight and then series three is right. one to eight. Um, so yeah, when we said like series finale, uh, after the first eight episodes, everyone was oh, like, Everyone what? thought it was over. Everyone yeah. thought the show was over. I'm like, okay, so we, we're supposed to say season. Okay, season. We'll say that now. <laughs> so you had it dialogue. Like you had the dialogue, but you hadn't yeah. That's finished post Generally how each series, each season has gone yeah. is we had the base dialogue for the whole season. And then the edits were kind of on a week to week. So we, we had episode one. Oh, the horror. We actually had episode one ready almost six months beforehand yeah. because we actually had to okay. postpone the show because we were doing uh, some stage Yeah, plays, we, we did musicals. a show with Fran who plays Marilyn. That's oh, actually cool. how we met her. Yeah. Um, Love Marilyn. Yeah. And, and so, how we met Computer. Yeah, uh, James, James Carney, Carney who, yeah. um, oh, of The Unseen Hour, who plays best. Harold and Haroldson. Haroldson is my baby. Yeah, I love Haroldson. You cannot hurt Haroldson. We, we can come back to um, how the creation Haroldson, of Haroldson. the creation of Haroldson <laughs> and yeah. how that was not in the original draft. Yeah. 
But what was the response like? Like when you started releasing, like, you know, it's always hard on a new show, like getting noticed, getting like, what was that like? like it was very, very weird. Yeah. The very first time, because we just come off the back at two back to back musicals, one that we sh- we'd done a lot of work on and one which we'd like written. Yeah. And with lyrics? With, li- with lyrics. Oh, Way to go, Beth. Way oh, to no, go. I, I didn't write the lyrics. We, we basically made a musical about Dwayne The Rock Johns. Yeah. With a puppet. Then he found out about it and we thought he was going to sue us, but he actually retweeted our tickets link. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And so we were, we got sell out for most of the week, which was super, super good. Yeah. Absolutely draining and exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very, very weird to go to it, to like put so much work into something and that then was then over. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to podcasting where we hit upload and we were just sitting in our room in, <laughs> in silence, like. <laughs> what do we do now? What now? Is it? Did it work? Like, yeah. Like, from going from like, because we, I say we had sellout nights. Some of them like were well received. Some of them weren't that well received. Yeah. And we, you know at least knew, we at least knew whether yeah. like none of these jokes are landing tonight or yeah. um, one, one night when everyone was laughing at the sad bits and we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this has gone weird. But yeah, so we had nothing. But then like gradually, slowly, like starting to get noticed by yeah. people. And, um, and yeah. actually James Carney was very, very good at that. He kind of showed us a bit the ropes of what we needed to do. Because obviously he had Unseen Hour. So he'd been kind of doing the whole audio drama Sunday kind of sharing things, talking to other people. Yeah, and, and learning that there was an audio drama community because we didn't know there were other people doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I met some of our closest friends for the first time, I think, three days before release like because i i went to the goldsmiths audio drama event and got very drunk with liz campbell (laughs) from the wooden overcoats love liz yes Um, and that was just that was very fun and kind of an introduction into the friendliness side of in the fact that people are kind of want to pull other people up yeah yeah and, and then discovering the whole Twitter community. Yeah. People like Ellie Fernandez. Yeah. She, she found out about us really early on. Mm. Um, and we were like, how do people know who we are? Yeah. And Girl in Space was really nice as well. Like she, Sarah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Sarah yeah. was just kind of conversations and things. And it was just, it was really, really nice. Yeah. It was really lovely to have kind of peers and, and then yeah. gradually getting it all received and then suddenly realizing, oh, wait, now we've got to do episode two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, we would do a lot of recording extra bits and bobs in the in the weeks in between, like filling in gaps. Mm-hmm. I ended up playing like 20 characters in the first series, <laughs> just with one line here, one line there, just going like, they suddenly mentioned like five minutes into the scene that they're in a spaceport. There's n- been no mention of it. So just like, welcome to the welcome spaceport. To the spaceport. <laughs> just, at the, <laughs> just at the beginning of the scene, just uh, just to kind of give people an idea. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that that first season, we didn't have a good work-life balance, let's say. Yeah. Um, in that every episode was about 60 hours work. And yeah. we tried to do 40 of those hours, usually in the last four days before the show was <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> I can so relate. That, it's, that's been the, like, that, I think that's such a common experience, right? We're suddenly on this trajectory of this release date. Yeah. And then I got, yeah. And then unfortunately also I got obsessed with the idea that people might forget about us. Uh, yep. And therefore I was if like, don't. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, cool. So after season one, we'll have a five week break. Oh, and then we'll do Marilyn's oh, Diary. No. And then we'll have a five week break. And then we'll do season two. And that's what we did. And it nearly broke us. But the thing is, like, yeah. we were pa- we were propelled through it because it was so enjoyable. Yeah. We, we yeah. loved it so much. We loved doing it, but we also didn't really sleep. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want to talk about, right? There's, I think when we're, 
I don't know about you, but when we did our first season, it was fun. It was great. But then we were like, I, I don't know. Like it was a side thing. It was like a it was like a hobby side thing. Yeah. Right. And so when you start to shift, like I want to talk about, you know, when the, when your brain starts to shift and you're like, hey, we can grow this like we can. Yeah, we can make this something bigger. It's suddenly, I don't know about all of you, but I, I think a lot of us shared. It's why we formed Fable and Folly, the network, is we hit this point where we're like, now what do we yeah. do? <laughs> right? Like, there's something that happens when you shift to thinking about it, like, could you grow it or could you whatever, to how, now how, right? There's this new pressure. Yeah. What was your experience like and sort of moving it from, hey, we're doing this thing to, wow, this thing's growing? I think the, f- the first thing was that within like three weeks, we got recommended to open a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Which was one of those which things we really were scared. We were to like, do. <laughs> "Can we do that? Can would people would people give us money, or will people will we just get laughed out of the internet?" I, I was convinced that if we started a Patreon, that everyone would hate us yeah. and think we were money grabbing mm-hmm. bastards. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, "We can't do it. We can't do it." And then we were like, "Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it." And then I think for a while we made up to about thirty pounds. Which, Which was, was brilliant because it I covered, mean, yeah. covered our hosting. Like, I was amazed every time someone pledged. We were literally like, like oh, Beth, someone's someone's pledged to us on Patreon. Yeah, I mean, every time we get a pledge, I get excited. It's really like, yeah, it's so cool to know that people are supporting us through that side of things. Uh, and I've been getting that a lot with the uh, signups to our newsletter as well. Just kind of seeing this person wants to hear more about us. This person wants to kind of keep up to date with us, which is really... It's always kind of a pleasant yeah. surprise. Like, mm. oh, people care about people what we're doing. People actually like us. <laughs> but I think that was the thing, as you were like kind of saying, is that when we first launched, we did grow quite rapidly. Mm. And I think a lot of that was thanks to social media yeah. and yeah. really like being on social media. Like I used to be low-key addicted to phone games. Like, yeah. I never put money into them, but like I would just right. be on you them all time the time. In. Yeah, yeah. And um I basically made Twitter my new addictive game. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder how instead of doing five minutes here, five minutes there, checking on how my little factory I'm tapping is doing. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll just see, I'll try and find some new shows. And I just followed loads and loads of shows. Like, I wonder whether I can find more and follow as many shows as I can and then see what they're doing, see what's going on. Yeah, chat with them. Chatting with people, yeah. that's the thing as well. And yeah. and also researching. In, instead of just cold calling people and being like, listen to our show, listen to our show, just being like, this sounds really cool, listening and being like, wow, that was fantastic, tweeting them as we fix space junk, saying, this this was really cool. I really liked this, this, and this. Um, and they were like, oh, that's really nice. And then, you know, sometimes that'd be it. Sometimes they'd follow back. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'd listen back. And yeah. um, and because it wasn't like, we didn't have like a spreadsheet of people to contact and, and kind of follow-ups or anything. It was just like, say hi to people we think are cool. Um, rather than like any specific, we've got to keep chasing until these people are our friends. <laughs> and that's the thing. And there was never any, we never we never expected anyone to follow back. So if they did, that was just a bonus. Yeah. And so now you're in a situation, right, where where you've got a Patreon. It's it's healthy. Yeah. Uh, you've got a show that's continuing to grow and, you know, bringing in our sponsor. You know, you're launching a newsletter on Aweber for the first time. Yes. Yeah. So aside from we're doing it because we have a sponsor, I, what what's sort of like what's exciting you about creating another way to engage with listeners and fans or what are you exploring and why? 
Well, I think one of the one of the things I've really been enjoying doing now I've kind of got the the mental space for it really because I I had a bit of a I everyone had a difficult 2020. Oh boy. But yeah, so Oof. now I'm kind of back in the space of that again. I've been really enjoying making things like little posts about space junk animal facts. <laughs> yeah. And things like that and kind of just like wider world things. Mm-hmm. And it's having having a, a way to share things like that to people who, for example, don't use Twitter because it can be a very hostile place who yeah. aren't social media followers of things just because they don't want to be. And being able to reach people who want to hear from us and send them fun things and let them know, like, for example, when live shows start going again, we're going to oh, hopefully do another live show because I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed doing that. I think also, um, I mean, on the one hand, we really miss, when we're not releasing, we really miss it. We, we really want do. to be sending things out and it's a nice way to be able to contact people and engage with the audience because we miss the audience. Like, yeah. you know, like when we're not releasing, we're not being able to communicate. Yeah, we have, so. a, we have a gap in our lives when we're not doing Space Jam. Aww. And also social media is, is all based around our algorithms. So... Yeah. It, yeah. Like if you and doom scrolling and yeah. doom scrolling, yeah. So if you if you tweet, an average tweet is never going to be seen by more than thirty percent of your followers. I think that's the statistic. So and that's if they're on all the time, right? So if people only check their social media every now and again, or they're following thousands of people, which is very easy to do, you actually don't hear the updates. And we we get people saying like, "So when's the new series coming out?" It's like, "Oh, it's out. It's it's already it's already started being out," and they yeah. they don't know and. And yeah, we have people saying, do you have a newsletter? I want to keep up to date with the news. What else has been going on with you yeah. guys? And Or they don't know that we have merch or they don't know that we kind of, especially yeah. with our Etsy store, because I'm proud of the little patches I designed. I made some fabric patches uh, and people don't realise that they are available. And then sometimes I'll do a thing saying, patches, we sell them. Uh, and then I'll get a load of orders for patches because people really like them. You can like sew them on your clothes and be like, I'm from Space Junk. <laughs> let's talk about the 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 whole like let's talk about the pressure to not start a newsletter right because you you succumb to patreon you started to grow that right and so you had this so you really have two you have social media right and you have your feed and now you got patreon so you have three sort of ways to try and communicate right mm-hmm. patreon we have the problem that people don't see what we post there often social media we talked about right you just it's really hard to get people to see it but what was stopping you from starting a newsletter? No, let's just be honest. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what were the fears or the, you know, like, what was like, oh, no. I think it's, yeah, it's people signing you up to their newsletters. It's usually corporate stuff. It's like, I yeah. I got a thing today from my university. I mean, my university's not that bad, but they do occasionally just be like, so mm-hmm. do you want to chip in and give us some of your money? And I'm like, I haven't finished paying off the money I already gave you. Uh, I'm still quite yeah. a lot in debt, so I probably won't sponsor a seat. Yeah, stuff that like isn't that interesting. Yeah, yeah. so ho- ho- like uh, we we didn't want to bore people. We didn't want to yeah. feel like we were intruding on their time. Yeah, yeah. I think a big thing that w- was holding me back was the fact that I thought it was going to be a lot of work, mm. right? And I thought it was going to be like we're going to have to pour lots of time into it, lots of money into it. And building something that actually looks nice is going to be hard. And yeah, like, coding. There's, there's no point doing it if it's. Yeah. There's no point doing it if it's going to be look bad. And also thinking like 
collating all the email addresses because we tried sending out bulk emails yeah. like early on in the early days and it was just so clunky and yeah. horrible. Yeah. You remember when you had to do like, what was it like mail merge? Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Golly. And a lot of the time yeah. you'd get brackets name. Yeah. Like, uh. Brackets name. Hello, brackets name. Yeah. These are all valid, right? So you, you've just recently launched, right, your AWeber mailing list. And we had a call doing it because you actually were launching it with automation, which yes. I thought was really cool. Not everyone is attempting that out the gate. Do you want to talk about what you were trying to set up and why? I think it's because basically I wanted people to have the option to choose their level of engagement. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, there are people out there who really love Space Junk merch really like to know when the sales are on so they can get a t-shirt from TeePublic or get stuff from Etsy. And then there are people who just want to know when the show's out. Right. And both of those very legitimate ways to listen, they need different mailing lists because it's not interesting for one person, but it's interesting for another. Yeah. And for the Patreon side of things as well, we kind of, we want to keep in touch with our patrons. Some patrons want to know more than others. Yep. I've got a, a friend who is like, I'm happy to give someone X amount a year, like do the yearly Patreon subscription, just to keep them going. I don't actually want anything in return. Right. Don't want the perks. Don't want, I just want to, yeah, support you. Yeah. Right. And, and while people get the perks, because we've just also set up our Acast feed. Good. So we've got a better feed for our patrons. Yeah. Some people just want the Acast feed. They don't want to see the behind the scenes stuff or anything like that because- all they're interested in is the feed. And we, that's, we, we, yeah. don't, yep. we don't want to spam people. Who, yeah, we definitely don't. <laughs> we, we don't want to yep. overstay our welcome or like we have, we all know what it's like to have an inbox full of stuff that you just don't, aren't yeah. interested in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, we never wanted to be that. And I think this is a really good way of us being able to create something and get get stuff to the people who want to hear it without filling up people's inbox with with spam yeah and also it's it's so much easier than i thought it was gonna be yeah um it really well, is yeah so yeah. Let, let's talk about that so what you set up and a lot of times you'd be like oh i gotta create multiple lists and subscribe to multiple lists. So what you what you set up was an automation an email that would let them click on I guess a link, right? An option? Yeah, yeah. So they have three options in the email, just three buttons. Uh, the first one uh, was just full Patreon list. Mm -hmm. uh, second one was like a bare bones list. And the third one's just unsubscribe. Right. Because um, I wanted people to be able to undersubscribe. Right. Um, and then there's obviously also the other one, which is a non-Patreon mailing list, uh, which is kind of right. akin to the um, full Patreon list. And we'll say when we've got shows and merch and so on. Um, so yeah, nice. And so what you're what you're doing in Aweber is you're setting a tag based on what they click on. Yes, yeah. It's, oh, it's really clever. I really like it. We've got basically we've just got three pages on our website. Uh, one of them says like thanks for subscribe. Oh, two of them say different versions of thanks for subscribing, and one says <laughs> yeah thanks for unsubscribing. Yeah. And basically, depending on which which button they click in the email, they have a tag which says they're interested in this, they're interested at this level, or they don't want an email. And that's that's so simple. It's so much easier than dealing with like, yeah. I don't know, everyone send back a survey and then we'll, we'll send you <laughs> what you want depending on the survey. Yeah, no, it's super simple. And and what's it been like? Like you've just sent this out. What what's what's like what's been the I know it's early, but what's been the response so far? Yeah, positive. Had a lot of patrons keen to hear from us. A few unsubscribes because again, people sometimes just want to yep. get the pay, uh, get the Acast feed, and that's also. And I think people are start signing up to both both versions. Yes, yeah, as well, which oh, is wow. nice. So it shows that both versions are 
are wanted. Are wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's really good. And you can you can get so much more into it. There are so many other options, yeah. Which, yeah. which I'm sure we're going to explore oh, yeah. as yeah. we go along. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's lots of things we'd like to explore in the future with it. Just so many different options. Like if we have spin-offs or specials, like maybe people want to hear about whenever we've got a seasonal special coming out. Yeah. Marilyn's um, Diary merch. Marilyn's uh, Diary merch, yes. yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, Marilyn's Diary is, is well underway. Um, yeah. And if I yeah. find a, v- a vast amount of free time, uh, I might copy a thing that you did for Civilized, which is the, the choose your own adventure. So cool. So cool. Oof, I destroyed the guest. It <laughs> was a crazy day. Yeah, I think it it's one of those things that probably that might be for a uh, five million downloads or something something very high. Um, yeah, but I'm ex- I'm excited actually to be a part of your list because you are one of the best, mm-hmm. right? As as a as a group, as both of you, you you are one of the best at putting out amazing content, right? From the design work to the ideas to the little things. So I think your I think your mailing list is going to be amazing, right? Because you. I've never seen We Fix Space Junk just do something the easy way, right? Like, here's just a link <laughs> yep. to an episode. There's always content or or posters or custom art, like those those beautiful posters you did. Like, so I'm really excited to see what you do with it. Cause I, I, I so I'm signed up too. So I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be super fun. So for anyone listening, you know, we're gonna end this with everyone listening is gonna be like, hey, Marilyn's diary is back. Like, I am so excited. We're recording this ahead of that. So yeah. I I'm like, so you dying don't get to, to know what's going on. Oh, oh, I need to know. Uh <laughs> But talk to, to tease us a little bit. Talk to us about this season. What's it been like creating Marilyn's Diary again? What's the process like, and what are you? Yeah, what are you excited about? It's been really interesting because it's been so different to Marilyn's Diary one, because that was recorded in the space of one and a half days in our living room, um, which with both actors, like, as with well. both actors present. Um, oh. Which we don't usually yeah. do. We usually do like one actor at a time. But yeah. We had, we had both uh, Fran, who plays Marilyn, and James, who plays Compu- uh, Harold, Harold, and Harold and Haroldson. <laughs> oh, I love Haroldson. And yeah, just had them like in a room together. And it was quite an intense recording period because also Fran was leaving the country forever two days later. So we were like, we've only got so much time to get this in the can. There's no re record dates. Um, whereas this time round, Fran is. In America, yeah. and she now has a really nice recording setup, which is courtesy of our Patreon. Yeah, um, th- nice. Thanks to our patrons, we were able to create, carry on creating throughout this lockdown period. Yeah, and we, yeah, we were able to send some nice equipment to to America for Fran, and yeah, we we did the whole thing over video calls. Yeah. Um, her recording at her end and then emailing us the files. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we did the same with James, who's in London. And who with we some other, other characters who may be turning up later. <gasps> yeah, so that's a little bit different um, thing about Marilyn's Diary this time is she's on a journey. Like before it was very much her coming to terms with life yeah. and the world. She was on more of an emotional journey. Yeah, it was like on the ship and dealing with all these issues. Or try, you heard things like we heard sounds of like the bar at one point and stuff. That yeah, she, right. They were in, but yeah. now, now she's in the world. Like we're yeah. So it it, stay, it keeps the same kind of structure same of format. being diary entries. Okay. but we're we're playing with that format a lot, and where she's going on a journey. She is the captain. She is traveling. She's going to all these different planets and um, we're bringing a lot more elements of her journeys into the story and into the audio and it, it's building. It's Her journey has a destination Ooh. and 
as things build towards that, we're going to build with it in terms of audio as well. <gasps> so yes, and there will be other cast members. I, the, this, this sounds very foreboding, like almost more foreboding than Haroldson and Scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Haroldson and Scorpions. That was such a... <laughs> I mean, that's one of the the real pleasures of recording with James is that he will go off on tangents uh, and we'll kind of improvise together uh, different bits. Or we'll kind of like, I think I was sitting when we were doing driving lessons, I think I was sitting in the room was just like, can you just say scorpions? Cool. And then like a minute later, I was like, can you just like this bit is also going to have some scorpions. I and mean, I think the scorpions just turned up and they've no become way. like a it's really- it's my favorite part. Yeah, I know, yeah. They just Haraldson, really Haraldson turned up. Haraldson yeah. wasn't in the original Marilyn's Diary. It was, yeah. it was, Mar- it was originally going to be Marilyn because we were- Just Marilyn on her own. We just wrapped season one and Beth said oh to me, so there's just going to be these eight five-minute monologues. Super easy to edit, no sound design really. And then, uh, <laughs> then suddenly like, oh, well, you need to something to, to, to bounce off, so we'll have a computer. Yeah. Oh, and then actually, yeah. if, if they leave, they'll need to leave someone behind. Yeah, and that just, the progression, like, Haroldson was not in the plot. The plot for Marilyn's Diary was not even close to what we ended up with. What if I forget how to stop? <laughs> so good. Har- yeah, I, I love, like, Haroldson just turned up while I was writing it and I was like, I am not, this is an idea I am not throwing away. Good. And then James's acting of him was just so, so spot on. So good. Yeah. It's so brilliant being able to have have the range to speak so calmly and then be like, ah! Yeah. Yeah, it, and it, panic. Oh Always my God, panic. yeah. It's, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I can't wait. Uh, everyone will have already started hearing by the time this comes out, uh, including me. So future me, uh, past me is a little sad, but future me will be very happy. I want to thank you both. And everyone, go sign up for their newsletter. It's on their website. Yeah, Do thank it. You. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Hello. We hope you enjoyed that behind-the-scenes peek. As you might have guessed, it was brought to you by Aweber. If there's something you'd like us to cover in a future behind-the-scenes episode, let us know. You can get started building your email list with Aweber today for free and let them know we sent you by going to aweber.com slash spacejunk. That's aweber, A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash spacejunk to get started today with your free account. And if you fancy it, you can try out a pro account for free for a month by entering the promo code PRO30FF. That's P-R-O-3-0-F-F. Thanks for listening. And if you have any ideas for anything else you'd like to hear, Let us know. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're DM to GM. I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And and because a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm2gm.com. DM to GM. Get your game started.